0: what's going on tonight cam
1: uh podcasting in the evening that's what's going on mitch what about you <laughs> uh
0: you know i uh, got a little got a little uh scratch in the throat so i hope that won't uh affect things too much tonight but i have a mug full of my secret weapon when i was in radio and normally like i would have been just a tea um, my wife, uh, I had to get some tea from her cause I don't have any tea right now. And she allowed me to uh, use some, uh, um, what was it a gunpowder green tea. So it does not taste like gunpowder, <clears throat> but the I mean, se- that's good. Right? the secret weapon is you put a cough drop in it and it just helps to soothe the throat and keep things mm. cleared out. Because the last thing you want to do is get gunky while you're talking on the air. So,
1: so your your secret weapon is liquid lozenge.
0: Liquid lozenge, exactly. Tm tm tm. And uh, just for um, truth's sake, there's two <laughs> cough drops in this cup. So,
1: all right, folks, you heard it here first. Mitch is high on the menthol.
0: Oh, it's it's good. Other well, recalls. Normally, I would do hauls but uh, uh, with something like this, but but.
1: You're going fancy tonight, so there you go. Yeah,
0: well, I'm good What's 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 in the house? I'll
1: I'll be nice. honest with the lack of later hosing is uh, very disappointing. If you're drinking Ricola,
0: <laughs> sorry, I'll work on that. <clears throat> All right, very good. Yeah, you don't want to see that. Eh. Little, little short shorts. I mean, you're sitting, so I just, <laughs> I just want the top. Well, if I'm wearing it, you're getting the whole experience. So that's
1: that's fair, I suppose. I've <laughs> uh, I've earned that trauma. All right on. So, so what are we talking about, huh?
0: I don't know. What are we talking about tonight?
1: <clears throat> I mean, I know what I want to talk about, but mm-hmm. you had another idea. I think we've got good ideas tonight.
0: Well, I think I am I might bench that idea because I don't want to have do like a two-hour show tonight. Um, okay. But I know that uh, – did, did you have any follow-up for OS or Mac OS Ventura? I see it's on the show notes. Uh, I did not put it there. Okay. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't put it there either. I'm assuming you put the other thing in there, though. Hmm. All right. I did. Well, I got a I got a text message the other day about something uh, something that you wanted to talk about tonight. So why don't we start there?
1: Yeah. So this whole story starts with um, I get one of the few newsletters that I subscribe to is Matthew Casanelli's Shortcuts newsletter um, because he is one of the premier shortcuts. Uh, professional sort of nerds out there and um, in his uh, newsletter, every once in a while he'll recommend an app or whatever. And there was one called Ellie and it was the way he put it was he's excited to see this new category of app that combines your calendar and your tasks and allows you to time box your tasks on your calendar. And I was like, well, this is, maybe a new category of app. It's definitely not a new category of idea. Like this has been around as long as agile uh, project management has been around. It's time mm-hmm. boxing, right? Here's your list of tasks. Tasks. You mark out the time on your calendar for how long you're going to work on it for a specific task and when you're going to work on it so that everyone on your team can see what's getting done when, when I can bug you, when I can't, that sort of stuff, when your head's down. Um, so it's not a new idea by any stretch of the imagination, but apparently there are in recent Months apps that have come out specifically geared toward this idea of calendar and tasks together. So you can time box, you know, your tasks around your events and that sort of stuff. And I don't know about you, Mitch, but my calendar somehow has more authority in my brain than my to-do list does. Okay. So like, I'll see something on my to-do list. I'm like, ah, I know it says it's due today. I'll do it tomorrow, but if it's on my calendar, well, that means that it happens today. Cause it's on a calendar. I can't just push calendar events back. It's on the calendar. Like this is serious. My to-do list is just suggestions or whatever. So I was like, all right, I'll check this app out. It's free. Um, so I check it out and it only works with Google calendars currently, which is a bummer. Cause all of my calendars are iCloud. So, it, but it's made by this, you know, indie developer named Christian that lives down in Texas and I just emailed him. I was like, hey, any you know chance that you're going to include iCloud? or Is iCloud integration anywhere on in your roadmap in the future? He responds back in like 10 minutes. Hey, so glad you're checking out the app. Yeah, it's on my uh, roadmap. Um, probably next week, if not the week after, it'll be in there. I was like, holy crap. Okay, great. So then I'm thinking, and I'm realizing, seems like a nice guy, cool little app, but it's siloed right? Like I have to import everything into it. I have to put my tasks into that. And that's not necessarily the, I didn't want my calendars and my tasks tucked away in this little corner in this app that didn't really interact with anything else. And then I realized I've been using Fantastical forever. Fantastical has reminders integration in it. You can type your tasks or your to do's in natural language, just like your events. And then I was like, well, I use a Mac for my personal life and I use a Mac for work. And Fantastical has calendar sets. So I can have a work calendar set that has my Outlook and everything and all my work events and all my work tasks there. Then I can have a personal calendar set that has all my personal tasks and personal events and personal calendars. And so I'm at work, I just look at one calendar set. And when I'm on my phone or on my personal other personal device, I look at my personal one. And I have one system between Fantastical and Reminders that covers My entire personal life calendar and to do's and my entire work life calendar to do's same app, same experience, same platform across the board, and it has been really, really, really nice to use. It's only been a handful of days, um, but being able to look at my work calendar and schedule. Your time box, right, when I'm going to work on certain things before meetings, after meetings, that sort of stuff, as well as when I'm going to get stuff done for my daughter or go shopping or, you know, uh, stuff for the dog or stuff at church, being able to just have all of that in one spot, whether it's an actual event or travel time or prep time or tasks and just looking at one place on any of my devices, phone, iPad, computer, work computer, right, It's all there. It's all in one spot. It's all consistent. And I don't have to think about it anymore. And plus with the reminders, you get Siri integration and location reminders too, which technically you could kind of do with things, but it's not as easy because it's not a first party integrated app like reminders is, um, do I miss the way things looks? Yes, absolutely. Uh, but, um, this is just so easy and so convenient, and just like I don't even have to think about it anymore. Like, oh, what am I doing? Go to my calendar. What what time? You know, what am I going next? What are my calendar? What are my tasks? Go to my calendar. It's all in one spot, and you can add things to your calendar and to reminders all within Fantastical, and then. If I'm out shopping, I can just pull up reminders on my phone and just look at my shopping list. And reminders even has uh, smart lists based on tags. So um, I have an errands tag that regardless of what list an item is on, if I just tag it as errands, like something I have to do while I'm out, uh, I can just look at that list while I'm out. And it gathers all of the things I need to do while I'm out of the house, regardless of what list they're on. Um, And I have that view too. So it's if you can't tell, I'm a little excited and I feel very nerdy that I'm this excited about calendars and time boxing my to do's, but the way that my brain works, the fact that it's taking me this long to figure this out is really annoying, but I'm also glad that like, this just clicks in my brain. Like it just works. Um, And, and I've, I've tried so many, I've tried all the to do's tasks or to uh, to do apps. Right. Um, And the fact that I've just come back to reminders with, with the fantastic hell combination is kind of funny to me, but it just, like I said, it just clicks in my brain. And uh, there's no friction. I just, it just, boom, it just goes where it needs to go and I'm good to go and I can move on. And that's that right there, I think is the most important part is the lack of friction and the, the ease and speed at which I'm able to either add stuff or check stuff. Um, so yeah, that's, that's the long winded answer. I'll shut up now.
0: So something that, I was looking into after I got your text the other day is that, you know, something I want to do for the next year is start finding ways to cut the amount of money I'm spending on my technology Mm -hmm. and just subscriptions in general. And I'm considering actually canceling. I think I actually did set it up to cancel already, but canceling Fantastical and trying just the Apple calendar Mm -hmm. for, for managing everything. And see how that works for me, because I don't know if I use enough of the features and fantastic yell to make it worth it but one thing I did do is I looked at to uh to doist, which has been my uh task manager for the last year mm-hmm. and it's thirty five bucks and it's gonna renew in January, and I'm like, mm, I think I can do something better than this that's gonna be cheaper or free, and I thought. I remember us talking a year ago about task managers. Mm -hmm. And, and what was funny is that at the time I was looking at OmniFocus being like $50 a year and thinking, oh, you know what I'll do? Or no, it was like, no, it was like 10 bucks a month or something like that, that I was paying. It's not cheap. It's not cheap. But, uh, but I decided, oh, well, I'll, uh, I'll abandon that and go to Todoist because Todoist is only $35 a year. So, you know, that works for me. Well, mm-hmm. now I'm looking at trying to cut that down even more. And I thought, well, reminders is not a bad app for, you know, it's come a long way since it first uh since they first yes, it has um yes, it released has. it. Because they didn't even have like uh was it recurring events uh <sighs> when they first released that. So it was useless to me at the time yeah, because I'll smart lists, right? Yeah, I live with uh with you know everything and uh, reoccurring events and such because I don't want to think about it. I wanted to just pop in when I need it and, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, and then I got thinking about, we talked about Good Task last year. Mm-hmm. And that being basically a front end on top of reminders. And Correct. I started doing a little digging into that and what the costs were and stuff like that. You know, you can buy a license for it for 10 bucks and it's just it's yours forever.
1: What an old school pricing I, I, philosophy. I
0: know. Is that crazy? Um, you can subscribe for $10 a year, but he says basically that's just to support the development of the app. You know, it's not, it doesn't get you more than, than paying, paying outright for the app. But if you love the app and you want to support it, uh, that's a way to support it. So, um, so I'm on good task now and I went ahead and plunked down the 10 bucks and, um, I actually really like it. You know.
1: I haven't I haven't looked at it in gosh, a year and a half. Yeah. Um it's very powerful mm-hmm. for what I mean compared to what you can do with reminders, right? And yeah. and that's what it is a it is a more complex, powerful front end, as you said, for reminders. Uh I remember a year, year and a half ago when I was looking at it, I tried it for a while and the the design and experience was pretty clunky and it was hard for me to figure out some stuff and i would actually i'm interested just to check it out just to see how how much or how little it's changed in that time what's your experience been this time around with how it looks, how easy it is to use, how easy it is to understand to, you know, how to do certain things.
0: Yeah. So initially my thought was, wow, this is really utilitarian, (laughs) you know? And so as I'm digging into it, I'm realizing everything is customizable in this app, Mm -hmm. you know? So if you don't like the way something looks, there might be a way to fix it. And um, one of the things that I really hated is when you pull, open up the new task screen. So you're going to type in a new task. There's a chunk of stuff like right underneath that. That's all their quick actions. So you can oh, add. I forgot all about You those. can add yeah, a day. Those are you crazy. can crazy. Yeah, and there's a lot of them in there. Well, what I didn't mm-hmm. realize is you can go into settings, and I went in and did this, and you can delete them all if you didn't want to. You can not have them show up at all. You know, there's just a you know how many there's a. Uh, option in the settings for how many, um, how many rows do you want? And the default is four. Uh, so you end up with like this four by 10 grid of all these different things that you can go in and do as a quick action. Well, if you want to, you can just say zero rows and then they never show up. They're gone. Um, Mm -hmm. one that, one that I used was to add a day. So if I wanted to go in and just, you know, defer something to the next day, I could do that and just hit add a day to it. So I left that one in there, but what, uh, what good task allows you to do is actually go in and just delete all the ones that you don't want to use. And they're easy enough to set up if you want to add them back in. So, Mm -hmm. um, or if you think of something, Hey, you know, I really wish that I could get a quick action to do this and you can go in and there may be a way to do that. It's actually the system that they've designed for doing that is relatively complex or a little bit more complex than I would have uh, thought. So um, so it's good. you know that's something that you could really spend some time with and get get good at. And the other thing was the design of the app and it is skinnable. So you can go in and you can customize the way you want you want it to look uh, like by developing your own or you they've got some options in the app to uh, to change the color of the the system or, there's a there's a link there to go to their forums where people have designed and exported their their uh, theme, and you can download their themes and try them. And so I'm using a, a theme that I downloaded from uh, from their forums that I really like that I think it looks really nice. So so I'm pretty excited about that.
1: I don't remember that being an option last time I checked. So that. That feels like progress, Mitch.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's so customizable. I, and I literally, I was sitting there thinking like, what else do I want to change about this app? And it seemed like every time I thought, you know what, I'd really like to change this. If I dug deep enough into the settings, I could find some way to affect it. So it was it's good. I think they, that, that app even has come a long way since we tried it. You know, I tried it last year. But mm-hmm. I didn't try it for very long. I think there was like a three-day trial that I that I poked around on it, and then uh, gave up to go to Todoist. So, but I'm excited about it. I think it's a really cool app. Indeed,
1: look at us at the end of the year talking about calendars and task managers. What podcasters we are!
0: Yeah, we we almost we we started last year talking about it, because <laughs> mm-hmm. I was looking at it and I and I uh, I subscribed to Todoist on January sixteenth, so <laughs> it would have been right around that time that we talked about it. So,
1: but yeah. Oh, good task has calendar integration too. Yeah, it does. Just, mm-hmm. just told me good evening, my friend.
0: Yeah. So one thing that I do like. Uh, first off last year one of the reasons that I had chosen Todoist was the Kanban style of uh of wow. task lists I just realized I didn't really use that hardly at all you know I had stuff I had some of my my projects set up like that but it just like it was it seemed like a lot of extra fluff that I really didn't need so um good task has a kind of Kanban it's it's not really set up the way Todoist was, uh, or is, but it's like, you know, if you want to set tags on different, different, uh, um, tasks or something like that, you can basically sort in different columns, but it's not something where you say, Hey, you know, I'm going to have a column and then I'm going to start another column with a different list. And then I'm going to start another column with a different list. It's not really set up the same way, but, um, but it has, has a feature that looks like that. But again, I didn't really use it that much. So it's something that it was easy to just say, Hey, I don't, I really don't need that. So, but one thing that I do like is that each morning I have templates set up for f- specifically for work, uh, because not every day warrants the same things, you know, the same tasks. So I set up different, uh, templates so that each morning I pick up my phone and I go in and I tap the little. Uh, it looks like a little calendar icon on the bottom, mm-hmm. and it comes up and says, "Good morning, friend." Yeah. And then <laughs> and then it pops up and says, "Well, here's here's a list of uh, of to-dos that you have on your list today. Would you like to add these and I'm add them? Uh, here's some suggested to-dos that you have in here. Would you like to get these things done today? And you can uncheck them and check them as you wish, and then and then add them." And then the next list is, like, here's all your templates. Are there any templates you want to add to today? It's like, well, you know what? I do. We're, you know, there's a truck on load tonight, so I need to have this one. And I need to make sure that I have this and this in there. And so I'm able to tap those and then add those in. Um, now, one goofy thing is that it will show you the whole list of all the to-do, to-dos. And then mm-hmm. if you scroll down to the bottom, it says add. And that's all it says. So you, if you hit add, it will ask you to create a new task. So I just, if I mistakenly do that, I'll just cancel out of that. But then if you scroll back up to the top, you can hit a close button, but that doesn't like add that stuff to your list. You are I think it is actually added to your list, but it doesn't finish that. So, and I, th- I'm guessing this is just a, a bug in the app. But then you have to go back into it, and then you scroll back down the list again, and now there's a finish button to hit. So I'm guessing that it's just a, a bug that uh, they're probably going to get ironed out. But, um, but it should have an add and finish option when you first get to that last page, and it, and it doesn't. So, <clears throat> But, again, probably just a bug, something that will get fixed hopefully mm-hmm. but i'm really enjoying it i think it's i think it's a really cool app uh, one thing that i really like about using reminders as the back end is that I, that my wife and i have a couple of uh, shared reminders lists mm-hmm. so when like i have one my inbox um is open to her as well so she can throw stuff into my inbox if there's something that she needs me to do like today she needed my sister's email address So, uh, she just put a task in there that said, you know, send Jamie, you know, so-and-so's email address. And so I, uh, I got that. She kind of, she sent me a text and said, Hey, I added something to your list. If you can take care of it today, I'd appreciate it. And so I went in and I, I popped it open and sure enough, there's, there's a task. It had a time uh, for me today to get it done by so that it was in my today view as well. So I could just scroll through the today view and see it. And, uh, and I told her to do that, so that way I would see it in my today view. Um, well,
1: so that answers my question. I was like, "Why didn't she just send you a text message to ask you?" But it didn't even dawn on me that she could put like a, a due de- due time on it, so that mm-hmm. you would get a notification and be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I need to oh, do yeah, that. That's, right. that's actually that mm-hmm. that's actually pretty clever.
0: Yeah, so that that worked out pretty nice today because I'm at work and I was like, "Okay, what do I need to get? What else do I need to get done today?" And I'm scrolling through the list and oh there's a right on the list there it said send Jamie you know so and so's email address and i thought well that's something i can do right now so i went in real quick and i and i texted her uh basically the contact information that i had for my sister and then uh went back and checked that off the list so
1: and you get a sense of accomplishment
0: too yeah. see and and the app actually has some nice little uh um sound effects too if you if you like sound effects so you know just having that little ding you know to yeah it's good so, good air horn <laughs>
1: just let everyone know yeah, yeah yeah i did all my tasks
0: i got burr, all my burr. tasks done <laughs> <laughs> but, now let's rave yeah Anyways. So now I'm now I've got till December 16th to decide if I'm going to uh, continue using Fantastical or if I'm going to f- switch back and just use the calendar. So I know there's going to be some features of Fantastical that I'm going to miss. So I've got to judge if I'm going to miss them enough to keep paying. I think it's like five bucks a month or whatever. So.
1: I think I just paid the annual one for Fantastical because I don't have a monthly sub for that
0: i I might look at the annual if it's something that I decide I want to do because um, I'm kind of getting on that bandwagon of not having a monthly charge for things either, so I might look at that and see that might be worth it. I'm guessing it's fifty dollars a year, and i I would guess I'm
1: going right now I shall let you know. <clears throat> Of course, it cannot connect to the... Ugh, don't be dumb. App Store for the win.
0: <laughs> it is $4.99 a month. and It's $39.99. Oh, that's actually not bad at all. Yeah, $39.99. And $64.99 for families. So, not that... I probably wouldn't do it and yeah whatever. So it looks like family is 7.99 a month if you decide to do that. But oh yo, yo dude
1: they upped Disney Plus by twelfth.
0: oh yeah 30 bucks. Yeah, Disney Plus is more expensive now.
1: Well, yeah, I got when, in before they upped it. Mine was last week. I yeah. got up and it was 79.99 which it always has been, but now it's a 109.99.
0: Yeah, and the 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 monthly went up to 10.99, I think. So yeah, well, it, got, it sucks, uh, but the, you know the, the 11, kind
1: of 11 months to figure that one out.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and that's one of the things that you know it's been worth it for us. So you know we we watch stuff on there all the time.
1: Oh yeah, I mean so do I, and so does my daughter. But I mean, going from 80 and then upping at 30 bucks, like that's like a what, 38%, 40% upcharge? That's yeah. a significant bump.
0: Yeah, it's, They're
1: it's, still going to get their
0: 109 for me. I just won't be happy about
1: it. Yeah. <laughs> I have a six-year-old, you know?
0: Right. And, you know, tons of Star yeah. Wars stuff on there. So Oh, and that, gotta, yes. Got to watch course. your Star Wars. So, all right. Well, I had uh, an app that I started using this last week. Uh, from uh, it's on setup, and it's also available outside of setup, obviously for for subscription or for a, a payment. I honestly I didn't look it up before uh, before we went on, but you know, like a lot of these like window manager apps, uh-huh. where you can um, you can basically tile your screen with with windows. Yes. Uh, there's one called Mosaic that I really like. That's um, a-
1: app's name
0: yeah so what i what i've liked about this app in particular that i haven't uh, that other apps have kind of fallen short on me for is that when you pick up an app the there's a a bar at the top and i want to see if i can move that to the bottom honestly because it would work better for me because on top it just it gets in the way too much when i'm trying to resize and move move uh um windows around if i don't want to use that so I'm going to look at that, but I haven't done that yet. But what I like about it, because the, because Mac OS has, you know, the rounded recta- rectangle, a uh, windows. Now it actually leaves a little bit of space in between the windows. So it, it looks really clean and really nice. So you've got your window here and then there's a little bit of space where your wallpaper peeks through and then, mm-hmm. and then you have the next window. So if you've got two side-by-side windows you basically add two um, rounded rectangles next to each other with a little bit of space, a little bit of space on the outside, a little bit of space in the middle. And it just, I think it looks really clean and nice versus some of the other apps that basically butt everything up right against each other or, mm-hmm. or something like do that. Do you have, uh,
1: nice. do you have control over the width of that gutter?
0: Um, again, that's something that I, that I need okay. to dig into a little bit. Uh, I would think so, but I'm not 100% sure.
1: Yeah, because I use my window manager of choice is Moom, mm. and I'm able to uh, separate windows, and I can choose you know anywhere from 2 to 50 pixels. I
0: have mine in a nice even 8.
1: But Mosaic is a much
0: better name than Moom, let's be honest. yeah. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to have to dig through this a little bit because I'm sure there's probably... Here's a preference pane for it. Um, yeah, you can customize layouts, positioning. Um, i looking at their website right now. Yeah. So I'll have to report back on this and... Um, do a little bit of digging but oh here it is default gutter right now it's 32 pixels so yeah that is uh that is customizable so if you don't like them quite so far away you can uh uh-huh. you can tighten them up i like yeah, with the, it, i like the default it looks nice but
1: well and especially on your um your big iMac too yeah. i imagine something like this is extra useful Mm-hmm. uh compared to my little dinky macbook air now when i when i have it connected to my my 4k display then it's you know i'm able to enjoy it even more but
0: it seems like sure. it, you can go go in and like customize layouts too if you want so mm-hmm. if you if you like the idea of having like right now i've got you i've got the the uh zoom window in kind of the right third of the screen and then i've got um adobe audition and uh, safari on the other side and they're overlapping each other a little bit right now but i could set those up so that they were taking up their own amount of space and then with stage manager all that stuff saves so you can have mm-hmm. all these nice clean spaces that you can swap in and out of mm-hmm. and i uh... think
1: we're we're nearing peak
0: desktop uh 'Cause
1: I was even thinking about that. Like I have a couple commands in my my Moom, which is just a weird thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> in my Moom. Um But having them set up like that way and then with stage manager being able to just swap like the app pairs out and that sort of so, stuff. Yeah, that's <clears throat> oh man. That makes the nerd in me excited.
0: And this is re- almost completely replaced, uh, using spaces on my, at least on my 27 mm-hmm. inch iMac, I, I can't update my laptop. So, and, and because of the screen size, it's a 13 inch MacBook pro. So I still tend to use, uh, spaces on that one. So, cause you know, full screen apps at that size are, are a little bit more palatable than, uh. Than trying to fit a bunch of little windows on the screen. This is true. So cool. All right. Well, I think we've got a little, well, we've got a little bit of time to kind of poke at this. But uh, my idea for the show tonight was to uh, go into our purchased apps uh, on our mobile devices. I was looking at probably I- the iOS devices or iPadOS devices and then just hit some highlights of things that we've purchased this last year that are basically newer apps that, uh, that we, like newer to us, apps that we've purchased and looked at. And uh, maybe just talk, you know, obviously, if we, we may have purchased hundreds of apps, so we're not going to go through them all. But, uh, but and, and this includes free apps, too. But now i got to figure out where the purchased apps are. That must be in the app store.
1: Indeed. but I I start with
0: one? You can go ahead and start with one, you betcha.
1: So this uh, came as a recommendation from um, the Mac Stories Weekly newsletter. And it's a game. And it's called Isle of Arrows Tower Defense. Have you ever played Monument Valley? Yeah. Or or at least seen the artwork? Mm Mm-hmm. So it's a tower defense game with that style of artwork. Okay. And each, um, I think it's like 5.99 or 6.99, but like there's, I think there's like five different guilds that all have different features. There's different uh, sort of levels that have like, either like arrow towers or nature towers or fire towers or, or whatever. And every time you play the game, the the cards you draw and the island that you're on to defend generates randomly and differently. And so each game is completely different than the previous because it's just random. And as you progress, you gain access to different types of cards that are more powerful or give you extra ways to, uh, to change the gameplay. Um, So there's like the normal campaign mode. Then there's like the daily defense where, you know, it's the 24 hours and you try and score the best on, on the specific, uh game and then there's like the extra challenging ones um and it's just a lot of fun it's also very frustrating because like you have to make it through 40 waves in order to have officially defended the aisle and the amount of times i've died on 37 38 or 39 <laughs> when, like the, the last guy had like two percent health he's but it's a really it's a really pretty game um and the the amount of different types of of towers and um, uh, power-ups, for lack of a better term. They don't feel like power-ups in this game like they do in most of these games. Um, this just feels like really, really well thought through, really well designed, and it's very replayable because of how different each game is to the one that came before it. Um so if you're into anything at all like that um I highly recommend Isle of Arrows Tower Defense. I've I've had it for 3 weeks and I've
0: played it more than I care to say out loud. <laughs> well, that's going to have to go on the list. So looks like uh I'm looking at the the Mac app uh Mac App Store right now. Mm-hmm. And it's 5.99. And I don't that have right. I don't have another device to look at uh, what it's like and or what it is on the uh on the iPhone or iPad, but
1: I didn't even think about playing it on my Mac. Oh boy, I've playing it on my <laughs> phone. Watch just, out.
0: Just ruined you. So I'm gonna just because uh, you you can go back and look in your purchases to the beginning of the year. And I'm just gonna sweep through here and see if there's anything that uh, is really noteworthy um it looks like we started i started using obsidian this year so yeah
1: i'm pretty sure that's i don't know i think i was on it last 2021 mm. the very end of the year maybe i don't know i have to uh ah, the chipotle app that's a must <laughs> <laughs>
0: We, we talked, uh, I know we talked earlier this year about Notion. I'm not going to re- reiterate that. I'll be honest with you. I'm not using it all that much anymore. Um, I've settled into a combination of drafts and uh, Obsidian for a lot of text. But there is an app called Sports Sport Alerts or Sports Alerts. That uh I'm using on my iPhone right now, it promises that it has live activities, but for some reason i just could i just have not been seeing any live activities on my phone and I've gone through and done the done a lot of the troubleshooting that uh that a lot of uh, or that's that I've seen on the website
1: mm-hmm. and
0: it's just i haven't seen i haven't had anything really work yet, so i'll I'll keep plugging away at that and hopefully I can get those live activities working.
1: The only ones that I get, and they seem really random, are with Carrot
0: Weather. Yeah, I get, I get like, Carrot Weather every once in a while, but it's... But, like, yeah, only you know.
1: after, like, I've opened the app, and then it's like... Like, the app has been on in the background, you know? Mm-hmm. And, then, like, I'll just open it, and I'm like, oh, hey, here's a live alert, or live yeah. activity. But, I mean, if it's been in the background for a while, it's... I mean, it's not... It's That's the whole point. They just... They don't take up memory, but... um. Another fun game that I uh, I don't play as much now because I have Isle of Arrows to occupy my time is a game called Townscaper. And it's just this really, again, I'm a sucker for pretty. Um, but the, the description goes, Build quaint island towns with curvy streets. Build small hamlets, soaring cathedrals, canal networks, or sky cities on stilts block by block. No goal no real gameplay, just plenty of building and plenty of beauty. That's it. And so you're just you start out with like a house on stilts in the middle of an ocean and you just kind of like build a town just by tapping and stuff and you can change the colors and build it as high or as wide as you want. It's it's a it's a fun little way to to make art on your phone out of cute little tiny little houses.
0: It's called Townscaper. I enjoy it. So you said Townscaper? Yeah, all one word, Townscaper.
1: It's just kind of, you know, one of those games that's just full of whimsy, and I'm, I'm, I need that in my life from time to time.
0: Sure. Yeah, oh it sure, does. it does look cute. Oh sure. Oh sure. Yeah, I bet you. Betcha. <sighs> all right we'll get that. I'm putting a a handful of these in show notes. I'm not going to promise that we're going to have everything in show notes, but we'll get a few of these recommendations in the show notes. Um, a couple of apps that uh, I started using this year. Um, for one, you know, we've talked at length about Logos and, and, uh, and using, using something like that for, uh, doing Bible study. Uh, some of the, uh-huh. an app that uh, my pastor's really big on and is really good. I think for and en- really entry level type uh, um, study because it gives you just a little bit to get started. Is an app called Literal Word. Uh, it is um, the one the one that we use, and I don't know if they've got another version. Is is the New American Standard version, and it uh, it basically gives you. Um, some Greek to you know, Greek and Hebrew to look at. Uh, it'll give you um, just a, just enough information to kind of get get you a little bit past the the base level, like just reading the scripture. So if you yeah. want to look at the original languages a little bit, you can. But but it's a it's I think it's a really good app for like if you've got you know somebody that really doesn't have the time and energy to learn something like logos it uh it gives you a little bit of information to to go by um my biggest problem with the app is i really do not like how you navigate through the bible um it's uh i got so used to in logos just being able to type the abbreviation of the of the uh the book and then you know the address real real simply so and and i can do that really quick where with uh literal word you swipe swipe over to the side to bring up the list of all the books of the bible you tap on the book you tap on the the uh chapter and then the verse and to me that's mm, a lot of taps yeah. that i don't i don't need to do yep so,
1: i'm with you but, on that one but no it's fun. a good
0: it's a good one that if you've got somebody that wants a good bible a uh, little piece of uh, bible software or app for their their mobile device it it gives you it gives you a little bit to go by Another app that I tried this year that I actually don't have a lot of use for, but I really like uh, using it when I need it, is LumaFusion. So being able to do video editing on a mobile device uh, and have a lot of features to be able to to play with. I think this really is the next best thing to having Final Cut on our mobile devices. Yeah. um, It's a good app. I really like it. I just haven't bit the bullet on it yet. I'm still holding that hope. I don't know why, but, you know, maybe it's because I'm stubborn. There's an app that I discovered through Setapp um, called Paste. It's a clipboard manager that that runs universally through all your iOS devices and macOS devices. And so if you... um, And I know that there's universal clipboard um, between devices, but that doesn't always that doesn't always work perfectly Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and paste keeps a history of all of the stuff that you're, um, you're throwing into the clipboard. So anything that you're copying or pay or copying or cutting on any of the devices. So you can actually, like if you've copied five different things and that five things ago you needed, you can, you can actually go into the app and grab that and, and paste that in. So, um, Something that I used to do at the radio station when I worked there was I would I would copy all the stuff, all my news stories and everything. And I'm trying to remember, I think I used, uh, LaunchBar has this feature built in. So I would copy everything and then I would go in and paste it all into where I needed it into the document that I used uh, to create my my scripts and such. But uh, but this kind of gives you some of those those same options is to be able to go back into your clipboard history and grab something in in case you've you know had multiple things that you've uh, you've copied since you copied the thing that you wanted so it works pretty nice that way. Uh, I finally got screens working properly. Have you used oh, really? screens before? Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. I know what it is. I've never had a need for it,
0: but. It's a VNC client, so Mm -hmm. you can uh, use that to remote into uh, your different machines. So the machines that I deal with at church, uh, I'm able to access from home, um, at least for now, because uh, there's certain people that are insisting on getting a Windows machine for the uh, sound booth, so that will end at that point. (laughs) Um, I don't think there's screens available for Windows. Why do they want a Windows machine back there? uh, Man, I don't know. Um, I told them what we needed, and they were like, well, we want a Windows machine. I think part of it is the the cost. So, to be quite honest with you, if we're going to get a desktop machine, uh, that uh, we need it to be able to run four monitors. So that's severely, with, with the uh, with the M1 machines, it severely limits what we can grab because we can't just get a an iMac because those mm-hmm. are all still on the M1s. And I don't think those will run more than one more than two monitors but uh but what i what i came down to is you probably would have to go with a studio uh a Mac studio to do it which you know it's two grand to walk in the door so and then you need a monitor and then we got to get we got to get uh a mouse and keyboard to go with it and so it's just kind of piles on the expense so that's what they're looking at but but anyway screens uh, is what I was talking about. And and it works really nicely once you kind of figure mm-hmm. out how to do, you you know, doing stuff on the same network is really easy, but there's a little added complexity when it comes to setting up um, off-site computers. So, and how cool is it to be able to grab your iPad and remote into one of your machines um, to be able to do something real quick? It's not super convenient from, the, from a usability standpoint. You're not going to spend a lot of time using it that way. But just to be able to remote into a machine and be like, you know what, I just hey, I was at work the day that uh, Mac OS Ventura come out, and so I pulled pulled my machine up on my iPad Mini, and started the uh, started the update. So, because I wanted wanted to have it all updated before I got home, so so I was able to manage that from from work on my iPad, which is crazy. So it's good.
1: Yeah, it's, that's always something that like I wanted to have a need for, but never. Um, but if uh, if you want to um, if you want to have your your uh, screens and VNC itch scratched hard, you need uh, to listen to Connected, or so I'm told, because. Okay in in the mac stories monthly log that came out today federico talked about uh his setup with screens and his ipad and um i think you'll get a kick out of it all right and he said they talked about it unconnected but obviously I haven't listened to it because it comes out Wednesday afternoons and I have a road trip this weekend, so I'm saving it. But he yeah. said, he he explained it in, in the monthly log, but then also said him and Steven talked about it on that. episode. so I'm excited to, cause what I read, I think Steven's going to be like, Oh my gosh, like what happened to you? Yeah. Like, <laughs> so,
0: anyways. so I, I do have that, uh, in pocket casts and it's, it's on the list and I think it might actually be next. So, um, I was a little disappointed by Upgrade this week, honestly. If we're talking about I haven't, podcasts, I don't I know haven't listened, listened to that show one. in yeah. ages. So Mike Hurley's on vacation. So uh Jason Snell got uh John Gruber to fill in for him.
1: Mm. So big, big Johnny G.
0: You know, at first I thought, oh, this is going to be interesting because, you know, John Gruber in the Upgrade format will be be interesting." Well, no, it really kind of ended up being the talk show. Uh, it was like two and a half hours long instead of an hour long. And they talked about sports a lot of the time. And I was like, it's eh, that's not what I really look, listen to Upgrade for. So if I wanted to listen to the Gruber show, I'd listen to Gruber show. So, which I have before. I don't, I don't dislike it. I just, I know what I'm getting when I, when I listen to it. And uh-huh. it's not what I was hoping for. But anyway, it is what it is. They made choices. So, Um, another app that i just started using recently that uh that actually i i I haven't used it a ton yet but i was working on a paper for my uh my biblical counseling class this last week which by the way we had our last night of this module this last monday night and it was glorious it was great (laughs) so we're not we're not back at it until january now so there you go But, uh, but it's a, it's an app called brain.fm, uh, focus music. Uh So I use this, I wanted to see if I could, I could use something that would help me focus more. And this is just, it creates music based on, um, your preferences that you set to help you focus, to help you fall asleep, to help you, you know, whatever you choose you, you want to do, it helps you do that and for the most part if i was going to review it off of using it the one time i did um i would say it worked relatively well i think with any of that stuff it takes a little bit of time to get used to um what it's doing because right at, at first it's a little distracting and then once you kind of let it just fade into the background yeah i think you i think it does kind of help you to focus a little bit more and get stuff done so mhm yeah, there's uh
1: my the one that I use in that ilk is called Portal.
0: Yeah, and I use that as well for sleeping in Portals it.
1: awesome. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's so good and they just added a couple new ones from like St. Lucia and mm-hmm. the uh spatial audio is just oh man. If sometimes I just like I want to go sit in the middle of the Amazon rainforest during a thunderstorm. Okay, put my headphones on and like you're there.
0: Yep. It's glorious. The difference between these two apps is that the Brain.fm um, creates like music. You know, you can yeah, put it's like, like AI, a thunderstorm, it's like
1: AI generated, right?
0: Yeah. So you can you can put like a little thunderstorm, a little lightning, little rain, whatever, but in the background. But uh, but it's mainly driven to create kind of a an aura style like music to kind of help you focus so it's a little different i i tried it with a little bit of a a electronic music with um like for focusing and then i gave them a couple other parameters that i liked and then it just kind of just created a music that kind of wrapped around me and and comforted me and it was good
1: like a like a audible hug for your brain that it was they can have that tagline for free
0: so, so we hit nine o'clock, and i have apparently I have a bunch of calendar events that just dinged <laughs> and
1: uh, I thought I heard something, yeah,
0: and um good task just reminded me that i had had a task that I had on the list, and yeah, it just it's funny, yeah, that's what you were hearing in the background. I forgot to silence my devices so um i also tried read here not long ago i like it it's an r s s reader but i'm so entrenched in the uh in the reader lifestyle r e e d e r that uh i just i can't i really can't use another r s s um reader that one just works too well for me so
1: uh i've got a couple that i can recommend yeah go ahead you've been on a roll um so we all know that adobe has kind of had a chokehold on the creative apps you know market for a long time whether it's you know premiere or photoshop or lightroom uh illustrator that sort of stuff Uh, There's a company in England called Serif that puts out Affinity Designer, Affinity Photo, and Affinity Publisher. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've been a big fan of those because – so, like, I pay the $10 a month to Adobe for Photoshop and Lightroom because I have a photo and video business, and that's still top of the charts, right? Um, However, I don't want to pay the monthly fee for Illustrator or the monthly fee for InDesign. Because I use those things so irregularly that it doesn't make sense for me to have a, another subscription. Like we've, the theme of this episode, right? It's ditching subscriptions. And so the beautiful thing about Affinity, you know, uh, publisher and Affinity um, designer and photo for that matter is you pay one fee, it's a down payment, right? And you don't pay until they come out with another version. Well, the first versions of these apps have been out for a while and they constantly get updated. They just dropped last month version two of all three of the apps. And because I was, you know, I had purchased I only had designer and publisher before. Um, but because I had purchased version ones, I was able to get version two. I got all three for like thirty dollars. It's like a huge discount. It would have been normally like a hundred or a hundred and ten dollars for all three of them. Um, but I got a massive discount on uh, Affinity Photo 2, Designer 2, and Publisher 2, and that's for my Mac and or all on the iPad now too. Before, only Designer and Photo were on the iPad, but now Publisher is as well. So I've got the full suite um, on my Mac and on my iPad, and I use Publisher a lot for making church documents, you know, for like posters or uh, uh, event cards or, you know um, – address like all the stuff that you just needed a church to hand out or put on a wall or have people sign i use publisher uh not not microsoft publisher <laughs> any publisher um to do all that stuff and it's great and then just before we were recording i spent the last hour and a half in affinity designer on my mac coming up with all the graphics we need for advent and christmas and youth parties and chris and kids parties and all that sort of stuff um and uh because we're talking about stuff we purchased this year, I was reminded of the second version of those apps. Um, so, if anyone out there is looking for an alternative to the Adobe monthly subscription, um, these apps are well worth your time and your money. They handle all Adobe file types, and they can import and export in any you know uh, AI file or EPS or PSD or whatever you need. Plus, all of the you know um, print and, and photo um, file formats as well. Um, they're really well made. Tons of YouTube videos um, for support and tutorials. Uh, So if you're looking to save a little money and not have another subscription, but get just as good uh, of tools, then Affinity is where you want to look.
0: Yeah, and I would throw, and it's not a new app for me, but we've talked about it before, Pixelmator Pro uh, is another one of those apps that works really well. That's my um, graphic design uh, program of choice. And they do also have Pixelmator pixel meter photo it's not an easy one to say either um for basically retouching photos and doing stuff like that so um a couple other good options in that category indubitably all right i use that word right i don't know um sure we'll go with it. well we've got one more thing to do before we go so let's get to it And of course I didn't have the pot up that I needed to have up for a sound effect. (laughs) Uh, So what's delighting you today, Cam?
1: University of Michigan football Wolverines. We just whooped Ohio state for the second year in a row. Nice. And it is still an unusual feeling (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because before these two years, it was a dark, dark, dark path of, of loss. Yeah. Uh, So we are now 12-0. We are ranked number two in the country, and uh, we play Purdue in the Big Ten Championship on Saturday. And if that goes according to plan, we will be in the college football playoff for the second year in a row, playing whichever team lands uh, second. Unless, of course, Georgia loses to LSU in the SEC Championship game, in which case we'd probably get bumped up to one. I don't want to play Georgia again. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) I don't play that. But anyways, it's just uh, 12-0 for the first time in 25 years since we won the national championship in 97. So all exciting things, very happy. And we did it without our Heisman candidate running back. He played three snaps, and we still beat him by 22. Whoop, whoop. We were down three at half, and then we outscored them 28-3 to three in the second half. Michigan. So I'm going to fudge the numbers here a little bit because I don't have the exact numbers, but the the sentiment is accurate. The last seven games of the season, we outscored our opponents in the second half something like 150 to like 17 or 20. I mean, just absolute decimation in the second half for like seven games in a row. That's it was crazy. a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And that, my friend, is what is called halftime adjustments done perfectly yep (laughs) so yeah it's exciting me because you only get so many college football games a year and uh we are at least guaranteed two more the big 10 championship and the first playoff semifinal if we win that then we're in the national championship which is just bonkers to even think about so i'm excited and that is what is delighting me mitch what about you
0: um i thought about this quite a bit because there was a couple of things that uh, has happened over the last uh, week and a half or so since the last time we talked and the circumstances around this were not were not something that delighted me at all but um a buddy of mine I've been friends with him since 1998 or 1995 actually so we've been good friends best friends really for the last 27 years. And we kind of fell out of touch here a few years ago. And so, you know, we didn't really hear from him. You know, I try, I sent him a couple of messages, didn't hear back. Apparently there was a phone thing and, um, he didn't, he didn't get a message that I sent on Facebook at one point. And I just, it, it was just like coincidental things that, that kind of, uh, that he missed. Um, but, uh, he called me up, um, no, it's, it was probably this, the cup, about a week and a half ago. And right after, uh, the Sunday, right after you and I recorded last and, uh, his dad wasn't doing very good. And then the night before Thanksgiving, he passed, his dad passed. So, um, circumstances suck. I hate it. You know, I really feel for the family, but to reconnect with with my best friend you know since for the last 27 years was just really cool and and i'm mm-hmm. we want to work hard to try and stay in contact with him and and you know if nothing else try to at least schedule time to sit down and talk and you know catch up and uh stuff like that so um even though the circumstances really stunk that that mm-hmm. surrounded all this stuff it was really cool to get, get back in touch with him. So I think that, that out of everything that's gone on over the last, uh, last couple of weeks, I think that would be what's probably delighting me the most. Um, in a more minor, uh, in a more, more minor, uh, delight, I'm really digging the shelves behind me. I picked off some shelves a couple of weeks ago and, uh, put them into my studio and, I'll be able to actually have have a place to put a lot of my a uh, lot of my uh, Lego builds and collectibles and stuff right now. So I'm probably going to get two more shelves to put down further um that way, but uh but a two two shelving two shelf units is a good start. So
1: indeed, I see
0: Grogu. Two yep. of them in fact. There's two of them back there for sure. Actually, if I move my mic here a little bit, it's weird oh because it's it's uh, but there's another one right there. It's it's hard to see him, but that's a little crocheted Grogu. Hold on a second, I'll grab him. And he's probably gonna talk crap about me because I took my headphones off, so I can't hear him. <laughs> but anyway, and that's
1: the deepest, deepest, darkest secret I'll ever tell.
0: Yep. So that's my little uh, crocheted Grogu. Is he not the cutest thing you've ever seen?
1: Uh I mean he's pretty weird looking.
0: in yeah. General. Not well, just
1: cuz he's crocheted, cuz he's whatever that re-
0: Do we know what They don't Him and Yoda are? They don't have a name for the species.
1: I know, and that's yeah. annoying.
0: There's only been 3 of them in all of uh in all of um
1: Who's the third one?
0: Uh Yaddle. She that's the the female. Um she, if you're watching the movies, I think she's only in the Phantom Menace in episode one. And she's in the background in the Jedi council chamber. Um, she's got some like kind of crazy hair that sticks up on the top. Um, uh, but she finally got her due in, um, the new series tales of the Jedi. Uh, she plays a significant role in the Count Dooku story that is, uh, that is portrayed in the Tales of the Jedi cartoons that just came out. And I hate to call them cartoons. They're actually really, really good uh, the stories. The animated series. The animated series, yes. So recommend that to to you and to the audience as well. So if you haven't watched that, it, it turned out pretty good.
1: Okay, on, on a scale of corniness, mm-hmm. is it more or less corny than Clone Wars? Please say less. Please say less. Please I'm gonna
0: say less. I'm gonna say less because it's really not made for kids. Um, okay. Not that it's that it's got adult content in it, but it, but you can tell that it's not necessarily made for for children. So now, to in defense of the Clone Wars, there's specific episodes that are corny because because it is they're aimed at kids but there's other parts of the clone wars that are not oh yeah not a little dark and
1: yeah but it's also the i call him the announcer guy the guy that does the intro to every show okay his ridiculous voice
0: Uh uh-huh yeah
1: i'm not even gonna try and imitate it because it's been long enough that i would swing and miss hard but like if
0: if you're struggling to get through the clone wars because of that go go straight to the final season and watch the final season. Because I think that that final season is some of the best Star Wars storytelling that uh, that I've seen in almost all of the shows, um, especially the second half of the the last season. like the last three, four episodes or so are incredible. they they basically they're taking the, um, a story that is told in Revenge of the Sith, um, episode three and doing it from a different point of view. So you're, you're hearing some of the stuff that's going on and you're knowing some of the stuff that's going on. You're with Ahsoka during, uh, when, when order 66 comes down and, uh, and it's just, wow. it's, it's just a very different point of view from, from anything that's what you saw in the, uh in the movies. So, and I think almost better in a lot of ways. So.
1: All right. Very good. I'll give it a shot.
0: All right. But anyway, um, I also got an echo show this last week cause it's was 35 bucks and I wanted a clock for my studio and I'll just tell you, I'm kind of digging it. <laughs> it's pretty cool. So it's the Echo Show 5 second generation, which seems to me like that's the stupidest name, but, Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm really loving how, like I can have a clock right here. It can tell me what the temperature is outside. Um, and then every so often it'll scroll through, uh, my calendar events for the, for the, um, for the day. Um, it, it has some annoying little ad things that pop ever up every so often, that uh, you can go through and customize it quite a bit to get rid of a lot of that. But, um but I think it's working out really well for what I needed it for. So, so very cool. Nice. All right. Well, I think we're about we're ready to wrap it up. Um, yep. So if you are looking for more of us, I, sometimes I wonder why, but it is what it is. Uh <laughs> Hey, we got, we got a good show. We have fun. Um, You can check out innerdialogue.show and uh, you can find me and anything that I'm doing on the internet, which isn't a whole lot right now, but uh, you can check that out at mitchcraig.online. And Cam, where can we find you?
1: CamBrennan.com.
0: Keeping it simple. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. CamBrennan.com. You know me. I'm a simple man. Simple man with simple needs.
1: Dude. I'm not even going to sing the Leonard Skinner song We're going to rock right past it
0: Alright I'm not going to talk about what needs Anyway um, <laughs> Cam's turning a little red right now Alright So Anyway uh, we thank you guys for tuning in uh, Putting up with my scratchy throat today, Tonight And uh, we will see you back here in a couple of weeks In the meantime, Cam, have a good one.
1: Go Blue.